Welcome to Talking to Myself. I am Myra Kay, and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chip. I am a 20-plus year communication professor who doesn't profess to know it all, hence the name Talking to Myself, because I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. Well, welcome to the happy birthday Hanky edition. Yeah, today is Hanky's birthday. Happy birthday, Hanky. I was having a baby 23 years ago. Can you believe it? And here we are today putting on a podcast. Well, if you remember last week, we were talking about relationship stages and we were talking about the first four. We were going to go into the next four for this week, but God wouldn't let me do it. He was just, he wouldn't put it on my mind. He just kept showing me different things on CNN and he kept putting this idea of communication competence on my mind, which is when you try to achieve your communication goals in really effective and appropriate manners. And really one of those characteristics of communication competence is cognitive complexity. And this is when you try to like look at things in a lot of different ways. You try to construct a variety of different frameworks for viewing issues. Really when you have, I guess, different perspectives of different things, right? And so as I kept thinking about it, it just kept rolling around in my mind. And then more and more things kept happening, as you all know, as everything kept unraveling, as we've been seeing on the news all weekend, it just kept coming to me that we just couldn't do the relationship issue. We had to move forward and do something a little bit more. So today we are going to actually contribute to the collective healing of our country by facilitating several viewpoints. And one of which is gonna be police brutality against black men. We're gonna talk about that. But as we as we think about it, really, when we think about social media and even us just personally, we kind of narrow ourselves down, you know, and we only insulate ourselves with people who believe the same things that we believe and, and like the same things that we like. And seldom do we put ourselves around people who see things differently or who have alternative viewpoints. But today we're just going to do it differently. We're just going to, we're going to hit those screets because we don't know everything and we don't have all the answers. We're going to hit those screets and we're going to find out what other people think besides ourselves. One of the things that we're seeing now is while all the protesting is happening and a lot of things are getting, you know, windows are getting broken out. We know that they have all these kind of um, you know smoke bombs going off. This kind of stuff is happening. We're finding out now that those could be some of the MAGA people. You know, mm-hmm. those are the people who are going out there in these protests, and they're. It's almost like they're masquerading as people who are fighting for something, but really they're trying to fight against something, if you know what I mean. Mm, and right. so it's really kind of, it's, it's interesting to think about um, really as we're, as, we're, as we're moving forward. And he even kind of announced it in his press conference this, this morning. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I know he tweeted all that, uh, you know, when, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we got to this point to loot for a reason. I mean... Mm-hmm. People every Sunday were kneeling down for the anthem. I mean, it was literally frowned upon. People stopped doing it. You know, another police brutality happened again. And this is the result because, I mean, if you can't handle somebody, you know, peacefully protesting, unfortunately, this is the reality. Right, for sure. And, and you know, I, and just pleading ignorance isn't good enough. You know, he, he makes this statement when the looting starts, the shooting starts. And then he's like, oh my goodness, when this brought to his attention, I didn't know that was a 1967 quote from someone who was 
for police brutality. But he I didn't just know happened that. to say it. Right. I didn't know that. Well, then you're the president. You're the leader of the yeah. free world and you're supposed to know it. You know, yeah. you don't just get to go out and say and do what you want to do. And for me, at least, coming off of a leader who knew those kinds of things, who, who did his homework, who read the briefs, you know, who, who loved the country, it's, it's kind of hard to swallow a leader who doesn't read, who doesn't, from my perspective, care about his the people who are in this country. He cares about his people, Republicans, people who voted for him. But if you didn't vote for him, he doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. And he, he says it. He will say it. He he flat out will say, I'm withholding funding for this this democratic state, you know, because blah, blah, blah. You know, he will flat out say it. And so you don't feel the love, if you will, because he flat out says, if you didn't, if you're not a Republican, I ain't got no love for you. All right, so now let's think about police brutality against black men. Where are we with that? I mean, I think I know where we are, but but what you got to say about it, guys? Yeah, police, police brutality in this country, I mean, it's literally something that we've been fighting. And I mean, 2020, just to document where we're literally fighting racism and coronavirus. Absolutely. So, I mean, this is a, it's a huge terror to, I mean, the the black community alone and, you know, just all around. So, I mean, I know I know for a lot of, uh, for myself, um, police brutality-wise, it, it's absolutely tiring, you know, uh -huh. going out every day and getting in your car and having to provide for yourself and going to work. Uh -huh. And not, not only, you know, being black in America, but you have to look over your shoulder to make sure that a police is not in the back of your rearview mirror, mm -hmm. you know, or on the side. And, you know what I'm saying, you got to make sure that you got your tags, you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? This, being black is a lot more things because you don't want to get pulled over, so you have to make sure that you have all your tags, you right. have your insurance. Right. You have to make sure you don't have drugs in the car because, right. you know, it can, it can end 10 minutes later. You know, a person can literally live their lives, their entire life, and be judged 10 minutes later and die yeah you know so that that is the the toughest reality for me just to know that a police officer would not know my character and take me off out of this world 10 minutes later you know and even the other day when i, I was up I, you know i don't i get up early i get up at like four in the morning and i was watching cnn and i watched the cnn reporter get put in jail for sure he was not doing anything he was doing his, his job and i was scared for him I was scared for him. Like, what if they what if they do something? What if they hurt him? What if they kill him? He he wasn't in his car. Yeah. <laughs> he was he was on national TV, but they had no fear. Right. They were fearless. They were like, look, we're about to take you in. And and the camera was still rolling, you yes. know. So it's like there's this 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 not even a fear factor. There is no fear factor. You know, they just go in and do what they want to do. And so I think that is what is so scary is that it goes on and on and on. And even when you think about Martin Luther King and they keep on mentioning Martin Luther King, but what they don't say is that the I Have a Dream speech mentions police brutality. So we're going back that far still begging people to think about it and begging the police to please stop using police brutality against our black men. It's, it's going on and on and on. It's something that we just can't seem to get by. And, and not just our men, women too. I say Absolutely. men, but women too are also just brutally Absolutely. victimized by the police. Mm -hmm. Police brutality is so sad, you know. I mean, I know, I know we look out for the black men, but it's happening to our black women just as much, you Absolutely. know. So 
I mean, it's just a problem that I mean we have literally been fighting for for so many years. Absolutely. And, I mean, I watched the. I've been watching CNN just because I can't keep my eyes off of it because right. I mean the, the revolution is televised. Now. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I can't keep my eyes glued, and I'm hearing every word. I'm hearing so many different perspectives, and so many people that I heard from this. Uh, like I said earlier, if you were offended by Colin Kaepernick taking a knee, how do you feel now? You right. Know, because I mean. It was peaceful before, and now, I mean, this is what it's I mean, a ton of people have fought back about the Colin Kaepernick. Um, of course, you know, everybody has their own opinions of it. Right. But it's still a staple to this day. We're still talking about it to this day. You know what he did. Absolutely. And we see the video, right? We see it. It's never stopped. But now we just have it videotaped. But even with the video, we're still, like, feeling like, okay, they're just going to get off because they've gotten off so many times. Yeah. They've gotten by so many times, even with the proof. And so even now we're like, they're going to find a way to get off. It's, it's still, it's not going, it's not going to pan out. We're still feeling like it's not going to pan out because it hasn't panned out so many times before. So with that, you hear how we feel about it because you know how we would feel about it because we're black. You know, I'm a mother and I got two black sons. Think about it. That's how I feel about it. But now we're going to have to hit them screets again, and let's just see how other people feel about it. So, Hanky, let's go on out here and let's see what else we have. Let's see what other people think about police brutality and our black men. When you see black men and women being killed by police officers, what is your initial reaction? Are you angry at the police officers, or do you immediately think black men or black women was at fault? Well, all depends on the situation, like case by case. Uh, like with the, the George Floyd, it was like, right when I saw the video, I was like, okay, the, uh, the cop is obviously not doing what he should be doing. Like, it, it was completely preposterous. But no matter what, like, just race completely aside, like if I see someone in handcuffs or under arrest by the cops on TV, you know, I'm watching an episode of Cops, or on the news, my initial reaction is always, that person is probably guilty, because mm -hmm. I give the cops the benefit of the doubt, or because 99.5% of cops are good, like, they're not out to, you know, I, I don't believe they're all cops are out to bad, you know, so it's like if they're arresting someone they're not just stopping people and saying, hey you you're walking down the street come here, I'm going to throw you in handcuffs, like I, I don't believe that's happening like the majority of the time it may happen every now and then um, for, it's like, oh this guy might be a suspect or whatever and that, you know, that would happen with white or black males, you know, like or Asians or Indians, but like I initially want to give the cops the benefit of the doubt. And, and you're in Minnesota now, right? Are you in Minnesota? Yeah, I'm in Minnesota. So. Okay, so are you you're dealing with all of the chaos now? All the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in a suburb outside Minneapolis. I'm about fifteen minutes outside Minneapolis in St. Paul. Okay, gotcha. When you see cases of black men and women being killed by police officers, what is your initial reaction? Are you angry at the police officers, or do, we, do you immediately think that the black man or woman was at fault? Yeah, so I guess my initial reaction is probably 
very different than a lot of people's. When, when I see something like that, my initial reaction is, um, if I see something you know, on the news or on Twitter, what I say to myself is I'll read about it later when all the facts have come out. Because right now, I'm just seeing a clip. I don't know the full story. I don't know the lead up. I don't know what happened after the fact. I just don't have all the facts right now. So I, I can see something. I can acknowledge that there's something provocative which has happened, something that's, um, you know, really emotionally connecting with a lot of people because of the visuals and all the, that uh, emotion that's there. But I understand that, you know, there's been so many times when there's been sensational stories that have come out that have later, you know, people have had to walk them back or they've been debunked or, um, you know, we think we know something, but it's in reality, we don't. So for example, when this gentleman got killed, uh, I mean, first of all, from the video, I can just say that, you know, obviously this looks terrible and, um, you know, there was suffering involved. So from what I've seen, um, I've only seen probably 10% of the full story, like, um, you know, if they were to present this in court, they wouldn't just show this one clip, right? They would say, here's the full background of the officer, here's the full background of the, uh, the, the gentleman that passed away, Mr. Floyd, um, and then here's the full background start to finish up the entire incident, here's what the shopkeeper said, here's what the other officer said, here's what the bystander said. So right now, I feel as an individual, I only have maybe 5% of the story. So it's only going to command, the way I think of it, 5% of my emotional response. So from what I've seen, yeah, it looks terrible, um, but I want to wait for, you know, I would want to wait for all the um, facts before I could say that this is, this is, you know, going to get 100% of my emotional reaction. And when I, you know, when I see this video, I just, I want all the facts, and then, like everybody, you know, I want justice. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I set out to do a thing, and I did a thing, and I at least learned something. I got another perspective. I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with everything that I heard, and that was not the point. The point was for me to get a different perspective than what I already had, so that now perhaps I can move toward empathy. You know, that's the whole point. The point is not for me to agree completely. The point is, that's not the point. I, I did what I wanted to do. I wanted to get a different perspective, and I got that today. And all of these racial crimes, you know, they have been around for a while, and it's really, you know, they're not fixing anything, you know? I feel like us as black people have been, we've been peaceful about it. We've did different approaches, and I don't know what's going to get into everybody's head that you know this is serious it's not it's not a game this is life or death yeah i was uh watching cnn uh this week and once again they they said uh somehow so i think it was a van uh one of the guys uh, african-american on this show uh, right. he uh he said to my black people out there it's okay to be tired mm-hmm. we understand that you're tired it's okay to be tired uh it's just a matter of expressing yourself so that's what it's about, you know, and we're just here today trying to get some different perspectives. We know that there is a tremendous transformation that's happening in our country. 
I'm looking forward to the outcome because it's going to be a great outcome. We are here today changing the world one conversation at a time. And as always, we will be black next week. Peace.